0: Alexei Navalny mysteriously died last week in prison. He was Vladimir Putin's sharpest critic, calling out corruption he believed was destroying his country 10 years back. Charged twice with embezzlement, most believed political, and then he was poisoned. In 2020, Navalny nearly died from a nerve agent chemical. And after regaining his health in Germany, he returned to Russia. Immediately, he was put into prison on spurious charges. He was sent above the Arctic Circle to prison. And last week with his death, the Kremlin denied involvement. Navalny's questionable death came just ahead of this week, the second anniversary of the Ukraine invasion by Russia. Ukraine is running out of ammo. was forced last week to pull back. The world seems bleaker than normal, yet there is always hope, even against tyranny. If you know Jesus, we need reminding that His righteousness stands to every generation. He reigns and will reign forever as His kingdom comes. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Here it is Thursday, and we're in a program series called Following Jesus Through Cancer. Joining me again is my colleague and our new president and host, David Wolin. David, welcome today. It's good to be back, Charles. And these
1: stories we've been sharing this week of people following Jesus through their cancer journeys, Charles, this is something that all of us can relate to because cancer has become so common. We all either know someone or have known someone going through this journey. And just a few days ago, I read a story uh, in the Wall Street Journal. They published it a few months ago, and they were saying that cancer diagnoses in people under 50 has increased 12.8 percent. That's over about a 20-year period. Now, I'm not a medical professional, but that's a lot, I understand. And our guests today fall in this category. They have a really powerful story to share, but their story, like the other stories we've shared this week, is about more than cancer. It's about how the Lord Jesus makes good on his promises of his peace and his presence, and that is something we need to hear.
0: And I'm really interested, David, in hearing this story of two close friends the viewers, and the cancer experience that they had to share. And that's the story of the retired pastor we've had on the air with us all this week as well, Dr. Andy McQuitty in Dallas. His diagnosis was effectively a death sentence. His type of cancer had an 8% survival rate. And hearing this, he did what probably most of us would do he started thinking about his dying. When we come into the valley of the shadow of death through some mortal illness like cancer, we think that we have left the land of the living and we're entering into the land of the dying. (laughs) And I think that the the key insight that you quickly learn when you enter the valley is no. If you're a person of faith, if you believe in Christ and heaven and salvation and, and, and being part of God's forever family, you're not in the land of the living going into the land of the dying death is leaving the land of the dying to the land of the living dr andy mcquitty he learned a lot through his experience with cancer and almost going home to be with the lord and contracting cancer led him to start keeping a journal a travel journal about dying and that's now become a book that we have for you here at the ministry for you see in the case of andy mcquitty The Lord spared him. He's still alive with us today. He was one of the 8%. But what remained was that journal that he wrote, and now it's in a book called Notes from the Valley. We've got it
1: for you. So if you or someone you know is facing a serious diagnosis like this or staring in the face or feeling the fear of death, or maybe you have a loved one who's on this journey. Maybe God has called you to walk through this valley yourself. Well, this is a unique resource to strengthen your walk and your confidence in Jesus, and it's from someone who's been there. Notes from the Valley, a spiritual travelogue through cancer, and this is our way of saying thank you for your gift to Haven. Generous gifts from friends like you are the reason Haven is on the air today. So would you support this ministry? Make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org, or call us and you can make your gift there on the phone and ask for the book, Notes from the Valley. Our phone number is eight hundred sixty-five Haven. That's eight hundred-six-five Haven. And now we open this program with City of Light and In the Valley.
0: walking through cancer or any other hard trial. City Lights opening this haven today in the valley. Bless the Lord. A haven today called Following Jesus Through Cancer. I'm Charles Morrison. We mentioned this as we went on the air. My friend David Wolin caught up with two longtime friends of his, the Bowler Jacks, and they shared their story with him. And I want us to just listen in right now to that conversation
1: well, I'm excited to welcome some dear friends of mine to the program today. They're recording artists, a husband and wife duo that do Southern Gospel, Blake and Jenna Bowlerjack. Welcome for the first time to Haven today. Thank you. Hello. And Jenna, you have a journey through cancer that's part of your story, and we're excited to share that with our listeners. I know it's part of your concert ministry. Yeah. Let's first uh, just learn a little bit about who you guys are, what you do. Um, share, share with us a little bit about what it looks like to do Southern Gospel.
2: So we, li- we reside in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and Jenna and I, we met in college here in Oklahoma, And uh, pretty much
3: right out of college, I started solo ministry. And Jenna managed me on the road and also ran my sound. And I'd always pull her up for a song and uh, uh, twist her arm, really. But well, yeah, uh, I was like, I'm pushing all the buttons. I'm doing all this other stuff, and you want me to sing? No, <laughs> but we, yeah, I would do one with you, and it just kind of became a thing.
2: Yeah, and then I remember when you told me that you wanted to join, and we decided we were we were going to become a duet.
3: Yeah, we'd had a long history of connecting personally over concerts, and so the fact that we got married, and then now we're able to join into a concert ministry together, it's been a really sweet thing to bring us together. And also just, yeah, have that avenue of ministry when we do our concerts and we interweave our, our speaking and, and testimony and stories in between all the songs. And it's just, it's a great format.
1: Well, it certainly was the right type of music for what the Lord had in store for you and for a future ministry. And I will never forget the night, Blake, that you called me. And I mean, we talked quite a bit, but uh, we when I picked up the phone man, what was it, 10 years ago? And your voice was just cracked a little bit. I could tell you were feeling a lot of emotion. And I couldn't believe what you were telling me, which was that Jenna was diagnosed with cancer. And Jenna, you were young.
3: Yeah. I mean, you I are was, young,
1: but I, but you were young.
3: <laughs> yes, I was 31 years old. And so it just came out of the blue. I don't have any family history uh, and no genetic predisposition and so it really just yeah hit both of us hard. And yeah, you you call your close friends and
2: family.
1: What was going through your mind as your minds as a as a couple, um, and and just before the Lord? What was that initial moment
3: like? I would say my reaction is is very different, maybe than a lot of people's. And because my reaction when I got the phone call. From the doctor who got the results that shocked him as much as it shocked anybody um, i I had this overwhelming peace mm. mm-hmm. that the Bible talks about, and it was so real um, it was like I try to describe it i've ne- i've never felt it since in that way, and I know God just was so present in that moment it 's like you 're standing on so like solid ground and your whole world's kind of uh, blowing past you, but you are standing there solid. And I truly believe that that reaction, um, like the, I hung up the phone with the doctor and, and, and I whispered a, a prayer to God in my office, my home office. And I just said, I trust you, Lord. And mm. I felt so steady, even though I had to on the phone ask the doctor be like, wait, what? did you what what kind of cancer did you say I had I had breast cancer um, but that reaction was like two years in the making got, mm. I got really interested uh, a couple years before the diagnosis in learning more about God and specifically there was a Bible study I was a part of, and it was over the attributes of God. And they used, you know, a textbook, like it it was deep and it was Hmm. so much meat. And I would go, we went through this textbook that is used in a lot of seminaries and they talked about all the attributes of God. And in the most basic one being that he is unified, he's not separated into parts meaning he's not only one of his attributes at one time and and, and is not at other times, such as if he is in control and sovereign, then he's also wise at the same time and he's love. And so Mm. even in the midst of a diagnosis, like I was going through that I have cancer in my body. He is in control and he loves me and in his wisdom, he's allowed it for, for Mm. this time. And so Mm. I grew to Fall in love with God, learning about Him, and then so when something out of my control hit me, like that diagnosis, yeah, I was. Um, I, my reaction was, I, "I trust You, Lord." And so that's the long answer.
1: <laughs> the wisdom and kindness of the Lord to to draw you close to Him, knowing ahead of time what was going to befall you, and yeah. and for you to be ready. You'd, you'd been making these. These these little spiritual deposits in, yep. that and you'd need to make a big withdrawal, um, but yes. but there was the, the balance was there waiting for you at the when the time came you already mm-hmm. had this preparation. Well, let, let's walk through then to the through the, the the story, and I know the Lord was showing up in different ways along the way, but just 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 kind of give us a quick walk through, Jenna, of of what then transpired and 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 how did the Lord ultimately. Um, take you to the end of that
3: cancer journey? Well, I went to the doctor because it it hurt. And so they went on a hunt and found out why and found the cancer, Um, had a couple lumps and something that didn't look like cancer, they biopsied just in case. And thank the Lord they did. They found a very aggressive cancer Um, that was spreading like wildfires in my lymph nodes. It was in my, uh, uh, yeah, spread to my lymph nodes already. So they Mm. got me into treatment really fast. And so my treatment consisted of chemo for four months every other week. And then they did um, some pretty major surgeries. And I watched God take a cancer that should have killed me and should have been undetected until the end. <laughs> uh, I watched him point it out to me because it hurt. I watched God line up all the doctor's appointments and insurance and people to take care of us and the the finances along the way because we would travel and God still, prov- we still traveled insane during this treatment process. And so mm-hmm. I loved that normalcy to get yeah. to minister to people and continue traveling. I loved that. But I watched God take the cancer. uh, Let's see, what did they say after the first chemo treatment? It shrunk in half. And then by the last cancer, the chemo treatment it was undetectable except for the precancerous cells that were there.
1: I'm thinking about what that must have been like for you, Jenna. I mean, people who go through cancer like you did and, and your hair fall, starts falling out mm-hmm. and um, you've got a concert ministry where you get up on stage in front of hundreds of on, people on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and that must have taken a lot of courage but it really must have ministered to people because this is so common. It touches so many people.
3: Yes, you lose a lot really quickly with something like cancer, because the chemo has to hit you really hard. And so you lose a lot of things that on the outside are really obvious, like your hair. I lost my hair. I lost, uh, I used to have long brown hair. I lost it a couple treatments in, it just wiped off one day. It was the weirdest feeling. I lost my eyebrows and eyelashes. Um, And you lose your kind of your strength as your, um, your, your body just doesn't respond that way. And so people watching you, it's very obvious. And there was one time we were headed to Tulsa to sing and I had forgotten. Your my hair, my wig, I had left it at home, and Blake's parents, who had kind of lived near where we lived, hopped in their car and brought me my hair to Tulsa to be able to sing in front of everybody and I remember being so grateful for that, but yeah it it after a month, you got tired of it, and so you ended up just uh, i did i um didn't end up using it after a while, but I watched um how people just were so ready to 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 hear what you have to say because. I guess the respect is there pretty automatically that someone who's going through something hard is out there and wanting to share their experience with people. And so you have the outer you that there's a lot of obvious things that you're going through and loss. And then the person going through cancer, there's a lot of inside things happening too that you have to wrangle and trust God with uh, while at the same time, all the humbling things of outer the outer loss that you're experiencing too. Mm. Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: Well, now at the end of it, of it all, uh, if you're, you've been cancer free for how many years now?
3: Let's see. I would, uh, yeah. Diagnosed eight years ago. So I'm cancer free for seven. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, God used the chemo and he used the doctor's decisions and he, he used the medicine to, to heal me of the cancer. And I praise him for that. Mine was the kind that, um, we had a strong likelihood of recurrence in five years and he he prevented it from coming back they got it all and so yeah i for now uh am cancer free and so i praise him for that and i mm. and i am grateful for the for something something to remember that god has brought me through
4: mm. i th-
3: i think when you have not gone through something hard you wonder what your reaction will be like if something happened And so actually the confidence that going through something hard like this has brought me in the Lord has been worth it because I can remember back how he provided for us and then apply that to whatever's coming next in my life. Mm. And so that I, yes, that's, that's what I would have to say about that.
1: Well, there's a song that you have been singing. Uh, this is on your new album, uh, so this is this is something that's new uh, on on the stage for you. But there's a song that you picked that seemed to just be for you uh, and for this part of your testimony and ministry. Why don't you introduce that for us?
3: Yeah, this the songwriters of this song sent it to us on email when they heard we were looking to record. And the opening line caught me. It says, you've lost some things you can't get back again. And, you know, that's exactly my story. But then the redemption, it's called beyond the brokenness. And so even though you've lost some things you can't get back again, there's hope and there's healing beyond where you are now in the brokenness. And so wherever you are in your journey, whether you've just started a a road uh, a hard road or you're in the middle of it or you find yourself on the the exit end of okay the emergency is over and now you're kind of picking up the pieces this song really speaks to that he we have a savior who is in the business of healing and there's hope in his arms and there's peace and rest and he will carry you beyond the brokenness
1: blake and jenna bowler grateful for you grateful for your friendship and i'm glad you're willing to share your story thanks for being with us
2: thank you absolutely thank you you've lost some things you can't get back again you wonder if your heartache is ever going to end but there's grace for the worn out. on the broken day
0: Good musicians, too, aren't they? (laughs) They The Wollerjacks. Blake and Jenna, you're on this Haven Today. Thanks, guys, for sharing your story with David Wolin, your longtime friend, singing for us Beyond the Brokenness. How appropriate today on a program called Following Jesus Through Cancer. You know, Charles,
1: when we go through things like this uh, as believers, um, your own story that you shared on Monday of going through your cancer journey, and that of Andy McQuitty, the Bowler Jacks today, when we go through things like this, we should expect that God has a purpose for it. Uh, That's another Bible promise, and He uses our suffering to grow us, to use us to as a witness, and to showcase His glory. And even when cancer is terminal. That promise still holds, despite the agony of the pain and the grief. And Charles, I've heard you say this so many times. It was years ago, but in a deep valley of grief yourself, that's when you began saying over and over, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus.
0: Mm. And that's, well, the core message. Mm -hmm. In Notes Through the Valley with Pastor Andy McQuitty, uh, he called it a spiritual travelogue through cancer. And as somebody who's walked this journey recently, this is most helpful. It's helpful to know what to expect. Your doctors can tell you about the medical part, but what about your heart before the Lord and your faith and your hope in Jesus? Andy wrote in his journal, which this book came out of, but he was thinking he was going to die and then how the Lord worked in him and in so many others that he's walked alongside as a pastor. And I think you'll be blessed in reading this. So why don't you come to
1: our website now and you can read the sample chapter we've posted there or watch the video we posted with Charles and Andy. And then would you make your gift to support Haven? We depend on listeners like you for every single broadcast. So would you make your gift now? And we'll send you notes from the Valley. It's our way of saying thank you. The web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us if that's easier. The number is 800-65-HAVEN.
0: That's eight hundred sixty five haven I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wolin. Thanks so much for joining me with the Bowler Jacks and Andy McQuitty. And won't you come back again tomorrow? We'll share the great story again together here on Haven Today.
1: For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day In God's Word. Lots of things can get in the way of regular Bible reading. There's work, there's home responsibilities, the kids have extracurricular activities, all sorts of things vying for attention at every moment, and yet there's nothing more important than reflecting on Scripture. Psalm 1 tells us that the one who meditates on God's law is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do, prospers. Well, reading God's Word is what nourishes us. Like a tree planted near the water grows abundantly, so also when you read God's Word, you grow spiritually. So spend more time in God's Word. It'll make a difference throughout the rest of your day. Get daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.